Well, hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to this part 15th of this journey that we have titled The Journey, in which we are going through the five core books of Ellen White, and we are in book number one, and that book is titled Patriarchs and Prophets. So today we are in chapter 15, which is titled The Marriage of Isaac. And very important to this conversation and to this chapter is the topic of marriage. And the entire chapter is a huge lesson for us, for our children, and for everybody who will one day aspire to get married. So at this point in time, we already went through the test of faith by Abraham, and now Isaac was a man and he needed to be given in marriage. So Abraham had a bit of a dilemma, however, because he wanted his son to get married so he could, you know, have his descendants. But everyone that surrounded Abraham's family in Canaan, they were idolatrous. They were people that did not fear God. They were people that, you know, lived life aloof from religious things and godly things. So Abraham knew for a fact, remember, he had seen the consequences of Lot having married a woman that had these bad traditions and what happened to him, having witnessed himself what happened to his son Ishmael because of him having had consensual but illicit relations with his own servants. So now he wanted Isaac to be in a good position for life. And in order for that to happen, he needed to have a wife that was as pure and as fearing of God as him. Otherwise, Abraham knew that the consequences for his future generations would be disastrous. Again, he had witnessed that with his own son Ishmael. So he did not want to get a woman from the nearby area. So he tells his servant, go find Isaac a wife. And instead of we going there and getting married there, you will bring his wife here. And if that doesn't happen, if God doesn't bless you in your journey, then you are released from your oath and then another woman will marry Isaac. Note something very important here. Abraham didn't say take Isaac, let him get married there and maybe make a family there. He said, no, go pick a woman and bring her back. And this takes us back all the way to when God called Abraham out of his land, out of the Mesopotamia area. Why? Once again, because of idolatry. God was picking his people out of the, you know, of the busyness of life and idolatrous traditions from the big cities, taking them away from all that into a land of mountains and peace and beauty. And he recognized that. So he didn't want Isaac to go. He wanted the woman to come to preserve that tight nucleus of fearing of people that fear God. So the servant goes away and he, he prays to God. God bless him in his journey. He finds a wife for Isaac. He was God, godly appointed. Everything went just absolutely right. The family of this woman allowed her to, you know, be free and go and marry Isaac. The woman comes back and she marries Isaac and they bond together. And at this point, Isaac had lost his mother. So he was 
you know, suffering because of that. And this woman felt as a comfort for him. And here's another lesson, you know, when we married like with like, you know, God-fearing people with God-fearing people, respectful people with respectful people, it feels like such a relief. Marriage, the only reason why marriage today feels like it's a curse to a lot of people is because people are not trusting God and the advice of the elder ones that have already been through the journey of marriage. People just want to be selfish and get married with whom they feel they love. But there's a big difference between emotion and love. Huge difference. We all have felt those little butterflies and we feel like we have to see this person again. And people get confused with that type of sentiment, which is, by the way, a drug, a brain drug induced sentiment with real love. And because we make bad decisions before marriage, once we're married, we realize that's not, you know, what should have happened. But we got to remember that marriage was instituted by God and marriage is a lifelong commitment. So because of this, this is hugely important for us to find a person that can really help us walk life together. Here, it says in this chapter, no one who fears God can without danger connect himself with one who fears him not. Can two walk together unless they agree? And that last sentence is found in the Bible in Amos chapter 3, verse 3. How can they agree if they're not, you know, um, in agreement? So in this particular case, Isaac doesn't only marry somebody with his, you know, beliefs and idea and like moral values, but he also listened to the counsel of his father. Something that was very, very, very important in this particular case. Abraham's values were passed on to his child. And what happened with Ishmael? Ishmael, Abraham had to send him away and he had some of the values of Abraham. But he grew up with his mother, who was an idolater and had other bad practices. And what happened with Ishmael later? He married an idolatrous woman. And out of his descendants came a generation of idolater people who were nothing but a nuisance to the people of God because they weren't people of God. What a contrast between him and between uh, Isaac. Of course, we also saw this with Lot. Lot had married a woman that his, her heart was not in the right place. Because of that, she died during the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. His children died, most of them, only his two daughters survived. And his two daughters, having had the influence of the city and the wife, also had a generation of corrupt people. So it is important if we want to have a happy life, to find a wife or a husband that, you know, shares our beliefs, especially when it comes to God. And of course, when two people join together with similar, you know, religious background, which is 100% God recommended, the children will grow up in a stable home and, you know, keep those values, those morals deep inside. In the case of each male, even though his generation was beyond saving, the teachings that Abraham taught Ishmael stayed there. 
And the Bible says that God, you know, he works with every time we throw like a seed, like a gospel seed, a little bit of Bible truth. God fixes that in the human soul. And at some point, that seed can sprout. And that was the case of Ishmael. He eventually, in his old age, turned back to God and fixed his ways. But that was not the case for his children and generations, unfortunately. And that's pretty much it. That is the chapter. The chapter is about marriage. Isaac found a wife. And now that he had a wife that, you know, shared his beliefs, he had a father who shared his belief, a mother who at this point had passed out but shared his belief. Now the nucleus was completely ready for God to fulfill his promise of giving them a generation, descendants, a people of God. And that's what we will continue, uh, the journey that we will continue to have as we move through this book. Thank you, and until next one. <music>